Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the FMV Sequence Podcast. We are a podcast that explores the age-old question, are video game movies good or bad? I am your host and expert booby trap finder, Jordan Pritchard. And I'm his co-host, expert puzzle solver, expert dodger, and handstand doer, Ashley Jones. Also with us is our producer, Ben Anderson. Hello. Hi, Ben. And all our music and audio has been engineered by Tyler Lersh, who is still missing after the HR meeting last time. So we'll find him. We just don't know where he is right now. Uh, I think I saw him last try to step across a stone-covered hallway with uh, those those blowgun, you know, mm, darts in the wall. Gotta walls. get you. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know how to spell Jehovah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this week we are covering Lara Croft Tomb Raider from 2001, and if I'm correct, this is a game series that is near and dear to your heart, Ashley. That's my favorite thing that's ever existed. Um, yeah, ever actually. So. And I can't wait to talk about it. And that's why I have been here. Ben, what are you doing today? Well, we're going to be talking about Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is an action-adventure game released in 1996, where you play as the character Laura Croft, an archaeologist who travels the world in search of the mystical Scion, I think that's how you pronounce it, an ancient Atlantean artifact. Along the way, she comes up against rival adventurers, evil creatures, and you guessed it, tombs. There's a lot of tombs in there. It's by far the biggest villain of the game. Uh, the game was massively successful upon its release, being praised by many as the defining game of the console generation at the time, specifically for PlayStation. They're kind of synonymous with each other. Um, I couldn't find any like official facts for like price ranges. It was kind of weird. They said that the game made that company, I forget the name off the top of my head, but apparently like $14.5 million in sales that year. So, you know pretty good um in 2001 a few years later after a couple of uh, successful um sequels to the game series um we had the first movie adaptation which was titled laura croft tomb raider um it starred angelina jolie as the titular role and the movie's plot kind of took a little bit of elements from the first game but pretty much just kind of changed all the names and stuff like that to the point where it's not really recognizable but it's close um the movie had a fair amount of negative reviews, but it still managed to be one of the uh, biggest box office successes of that year. Um, it earned $48 million in its first weekend, and it grossed over $250 million total by the time it exited theaters. But um, that's pretty much all the basic facts we got going on, so let's go ahead and jump into it. Wow. So this is a series that I know next to nothing about. Um, I, oh, good. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to. I think I had the first one. I think it was the first one on PC, and I, I literally couldn't get past the first level. I didn't know what to do, and this was back in the day when like you you didn't have like a game fact or anything to look up. You know, you just had to figure it out, and I couldn't. I was dumb, so I just stopped. So I don't remember anything except for like I remember like jumping around her house a little bit and i remember like a cave and that's about it like not even a tomb just a cave and shooting mm. bats so i'm actually i'm actually staring at three of the original games is walkthrough books they used to sell them at gamestop they're pretty they're thick books because they, we, we couldn't go online and find that stuff so if you want to do that i can lend those to you 
That'd be that'd be fantastic. I don't have a computer that can run the game anymore. Because I think they remastered it. I think you can find it other places now. Okay, I was just you know, I mean, if anybody has like a 1995 gateway computer that I could just borrow, <laughs> real quick, um, you know, Windows 95 preferably, just let me know. Um, Somebody's under a basement somewhere, a tomb per se, that lives <laughs> yeah. like it is that age. So you just gotta find them. This is your own Tomb Raider mission. Yeah, I can't wait. I think that this, for me. Uh, Lara Croft is almost synonymous with like James Bond when I was a kid like if I thought about like cool game characters because you know my my kind of initial um, or taken to James Bond was Goldeneye so like thinking of like video games and characters like the cool dude was James Bond and the cool chick was Lara Croft and so I don't know it's really interesting to see her as a character just because like I don't know how many games, like, even current day, how many, like, badass chicks that are, like, the main characters, you know, that you play as. So, so that's pretty cool. I think that, uh, especially with it being, like, the one of the driving forces of PlayStation, early PlayStation. Yeah, and it, it she's based off of Indiana Jones, loosely. So if you get that vibe, it's because she, she's like that unbothered adventurer. She's got enough stacks of money that she doesn't have to worry about anything, really. She doesn't do it for money, ever. It's always just to go get those items. She learned it from her dad. She wants to be an adventurer. Um, she's an expert in puzzle solving. Uh, and she's also really smart. So she's got a crazy educational background. She can play multiple instruments, speak different languages. Um, gymnastics. There's a really famous trope in all the games that she can do this crazy and there's an actual term for it but i don't exactly know what it is but it's like when she's on an edge if you're ever on the edge of anything and you're like like holding on the edge of a cliff there's a certain um, combination of buttons you can press i'm pretty sure it's x triangle circle but she will basically do like a handstand and like a backflip and then like basically like a cartwheel and then start walking so that's like her thing she's a little bit extra all the time yeah, I I got that energy just from the movie alone, um, and the, I can't wait to get into the movie aspect of it too. Like, I'm very interested in the game knowledge, but I can't wait to get into the movie because the movie is kind of wild, but also like kind of I don't know. It it's very hit and miss, but um, I'm very excited. Um, I thought Angelina Jolie did great. Um, but uh, so you have been playing this game for years is that correct yeah that's correct so my mom actually started that because i don't play video games as i was one of my earliest memories is as a child watching my mom light her sims house on fire on playstation one <laughs> and you know she was just always obsessed with the tomb raider series and you know, my mom actually wanted to be an archaeologist she's not that now clearly um but she was interested in you know, old tombs and how things were built. And she just thought Tomb Raider was the best thing ever. And so that's why I think it's the best thing ever, just because I had to watch her play all those games. And I was a scaredy cat. So when I finally got old enough to play the games and nothing was scary, there is some like demony things that happen in Tomb Raider, but it would really just be like, there's a tiger on the other side of this cliff. And I knew that. And I was too scared to walk over there. So she had to like help me a lot. Um, that's why I play video games now is because of these series. Cause I, I played all of them that she had growing up and she had the walkthrough books she sat on the floor trying to figure out puzzles because there's extra puzzles in puzzles 
Um, so yes, I love them. I love her. Um, but there, I also like her like group that she has. And I don't really think you explore that as much until the later games, which we're not really going to break down as much. Um, but she's got, it's like the, the four things that always happen, happen in the movie too. You figure out how rich she is really early on. You see her travel through unnecessary means to a location in some expensive way. Uh, somebody breaks into whatever she's trying to break into, like in two seconds, a dynamite, and then you have to go the long way through puzzles. And uh, the only thing it was missing, I think, was you always fight like a large animal. And I, I didn't see that in the Tomb Raider Now, the movie itself, but that's like a common thing. Like you're going to fight a bear. Or usually it's a tiger, a Siberian tiger, or like you said, bats. Anything that you can get in a fight with, it's an animal, you're going to do it. Somebody called PETA. Um, that's like the thing about Tomb Raider, and that's what you can expect. Any, anything, you go into a game. Doesn't one of the early games have her fighting a T-Rex? Yeah, yeah, so that's I actually played that game. I really like it. Uh, I don't remember, remember which one it is. It might be Anniversary. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a place, there's an island she goes to. And there's a tomb that still has dinosaurs that are, like, untouched. And there is T-Rex. Uh, there's also raptors. Wild. <clears throat> I I think that's one of the things about the, the film that I was kind of felt was lacking was the puzzles. Like, you've mentioned puzzles several times. And just talking about the gener- like the general gameplay. And there was, like never any actual puzzles you know it was just like that one scene where they put the giant swords on the slots and then they had to make sure that they put the the clock in the right hole and that was like is that the puzzle like because that's not really a puzzle it's more just knowing the proper place to put things (laughs) (laughs) i didn't hate it because it, she did have to, like, okay, this is actually a mirror image. She can mess this up really easily. I think that they would have put, the idea is that they would have put the artifact in the wrong spot. They all would have died. Um, and then there was, like, the escaping of the possessed statues, which is, I like that they include that because you're like, how is that possible? It's because there is magic in, like, demons and Tomb Raider. Um, and then there was, it, I didn't like the last puzzle and, like, the planetary room with, like, the water. Because it wasn't very, it's like, it was lacking, like you said, the first one was. It didn't have a great explanation. You just kind of had to jump around and find where to put the, yeah. watch them all get crushed by gears and put in the right, uh, put in the right slot. Yeah, it, it would have been cool to see some actual, but maybe that doesn't translate well. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I was about to say it doesn't really translate, but I mean, they did it in Indiana Jones, right? Where it was them, like, figuring say that, out, that, like, that's like, the template. Yeah, it's like, where's the, where's the... You know, when they're in the library and they have to figure out where the X is to dig to get into the catacombs or um, what's one of the other little puzzles? Uh, I guess the Jehovah uh, joke that I said where, it's, you know, it's an I and not a J. Like, I don't know. It would have been cool to see something like that. And also on top, you know, talking about the combat, like, is it just me or... Like, it felt like there was a ton of shooting, at the beginning at least, but then, like, nobody ever actually gets shot. It was just, like, thousands of bullets hitting walls, <laughs> and it was just like, well, now I'm going to kick them, and they're going to fall over and be unconscious. Um, so that was kind of weird, especially with this being PG-13, 
and watching, you know, last last episode was Prince of Persia and watching dudes get sliced and diced to like nobody's business. Like this was kind of like lacking on the actual to me it felt kind of lacking on the action like there was a lot of stuff happening but it was kind of like not a lot happening it was kind of just filler is that how you felt or did you think it was kind of i mean yeah i mean the games you're shooting people and she's got two pistols that's what, they, that's what they're used for you're gonna you're gonna kill them you're gonna weed through them but you know and i also i'm a slut for um grappling hooks now Every D and D character I have has a grappling hook because of her. Um, but she don't. She doesn't actually have those in the early games, uh, and not in the newer ones. And she actually might have them in the newer games. I I don't remember, but um, that's like a big part of her her setup and 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 like and the infinite ammo, obviously. I think that she should have been more trigger happy, probably. Yeah. Um, the only thing she really shot at was ancient statues and the poor thing that her tech guy made. Yeah, the Simon, I think the big weird robot. Yeah, I mean no, they didn't need they didn't need a robot at all. Whatever reason that was there, I don't know, but whatever. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that's a big question coming from me too. Uh, so how much Ben said that the a little bit of the story was taken from the game and put into the movie. I mean, what's what's kind of the general concept of the like the Tomb Raider, the early to- Tomb Raider games? Like, what's the What's the MacGuffin that you're going after in those? Uh, you're breaking into tombs, and you're stealing artifacts. And almost every time you... Usually, I mean, I don't know if it really explains it as much at the beginning that, about her dad. I, but that is a really big part of the series, that her dad um, is quote-unquote dead. And he left her this great legacy. And a lot of the times, there's an item that he left for her that she needs to find or it's in the world. Um... So that's, that's, and she has to go to the crazy places to, you know, figure this all out. Usually more than one. Uh, that's kind of like where you're going to end up. Where in the movie you saw, um, I don't know if it would be more so the, the gentleman, I don't remember his name, but the one that kind of goes against her who kills the Illuminati and he like works with the Illuminati, um, power hungry guy. That's, that's basically what Von Croy is in the games. Von Croy is a friend of her dad's who is her mentor, um, was her mentor, Laura Cross mentor, when she was a teenager. Her dad kind of left him in, for her to um, travel with, to kind of continue her exploration of tombs. Um, but they end up being enemies. So for a lot of the early games, Von Croy is who you're dealing with. Um, there's a lot of the ga- there's one game, and I'm pretty sure she kind of leaves him. There's a couple of characters in the, the series where she leaves them, because she has no choice, otherwise she dies too. Like her friends, her mom, Von Croy, and they die because of that because she had to leave them. I you know, whatever. Um, Von Croy die, quote unquote dies in a temple uh, as she's trying to escape and it's crumbling around them. And um, he does come back, obviously, as all characters do. And that's kind of her main enemy. That's kind of who that guy reminded me of. There's always the person that's like going against her. Um, Von Croy was always going against her for different artifacts and things. He's actually possessed too in the games, but. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, from what you're describing, the games have sound really dense with um, all sorts of I don't know, just lore and storylines. And this movie felt like it had none of that. 
Like, right. <laughs> it actually, like, after hearing that, at first I was like, you know, th- you know, this does a pretty good job, I think. And then, like, hearing all this, it's like, I feel like the movie is hollow compared to what's in the games. Because it's like, I don't know, like, they kind of get into the dad stuff in the film. Um, but it feels more just like exposition dump than anything else. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's kind of rough. I, I, I had fun watching the movie. I think, and I, I think I should have, I don't know if I said that during the Prince of Persia too. Like they're, they're, these movies so far, like both of these movies have been like really fun to watch when you just turn off your brain and just like let the images sink in, <laughs> you know, like this is not like a thinking person movie. This is just a haha. I like the imagery. Um, I will say I started kind of giggling when we first started watching it because the, the opening scene where she's like fighting the robot in a made up tomb or whatever that like the fake, the training tomb, um, the, the, the set looked so poor that I was like, is this just reused from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> like it, it looked like that stone was like super plastery, and like whenever she'd like jump off of it, it would like shake, you know. And it's like, if that's like a stone column, why is it moving? Um, so I thought it was just really funny that it was just like the first thing you see is just like <laughs> a really poorly crafted. Um, but maybe, maybe, maybe that was on purpose because it's like a training one or whatever, and so it's not like real stone. It's you know, I don't know. Maybe again, I think I'm I'm turning on my brain when I should have been like, "Ooh, pretty lady, shooty shooty robot." Like, I think you're a little bit of column A, column B on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I was really excited because I actually hadn't. I I might have seen the movie. I if I did, I couldn't tell you, but I was really excited because she, the representation of her manner, is astounding to me. I couldn't have done it better in my head than what they did. I honestly was super impressed with the way they created the manor because there is games um, where you you do get to explore, and it's it's basically just like that um, in Underworld and Legend specifically. And those are later games. I'm not gonna like get into them too much. And the Angel of Darkness, I think you do too. But like she does have a like a, a fake tomb setup, which I don't know if that really benefits her at all or not. But she does have a, a fake tomb. But the, her house is like drenched in unanswered questions and like different puzzles to solve just in her house alone so there's a game i think it's legend that you majority spend the time just trying to find evidence in her own house like her dad set up or things that you know the past crofts have set up um that do lead to you know big exploration moments and i thought it was really interesting that she did find the clock in the house and i thought that the 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 tech room that's made out of glass that's totally real in the game too and you do jump she was using the the stupid scene where she's like doing the bungee jumping in her like <laughs> entrance that's totally makes sense cuz she does like jump and toss and grapple onto things in her house all the time so like props to them for that for sure that's uh one of the th- the very few things i remember from my time on the pc game was like the house, I guess it was like the training area where there was like it was like a big pad in the middle of the foyer, and it was like for you to practice like your your um, cartwheels and and backflips and shit and and so like I remember that, and so like when I watched the movie, I was like, oh okay, yeah, like you know she would have like a whole area dedicated to just you know practicing 
body flips. Body flips. Yeah. Gymnastics? Yeah, there we go. That's that's probably the better word. Gymnastics. Yeah. So there's exploration into like why she's able to do those things. She did ballet. She did she basically was a master of all trades. Because not only is she like a badass like Tomb Raider, quote unquote, she was also like a very a, a distinguished woman. Like she was gonna be raised in both ways because her mom was kind of that way. Her mom was kind of like the more proper woman who was also insanely smart. Like don't get me wrong, it wasn't just like you know all beauty not brains. Um, so I think they they they, they like started it very well. Like the whole thing, like will you please wear this dress? And she's like, Nah, man, I'm not like that. Um, because it kind of is the way she is, and she kind of got, I think, a little bit harder, and you can see that also in the movie, that she got harder when her dad died, um, because they were super close, and obviously that they shared the bonding of, like, traveling and finding lost artifacts, and there is, like, she's not just, like, an archaeologist who, I'm gonna take this and put it in a museum because that's where it belongs, not with this ancient society, like, there's times where she does leave them behind, like, if it benefits more than it it will, like, if it, it's going to harm more than it benefits, she will leave items behind. She just wants to protect them from the same group of people that are always breaking into her tombs before she gets there. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of an interesting perspective against, like, Indiana Jones. And it's like, you're like, oh, he's doing it for the right reasons. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, that's just colonial imperialism at work <laughs> where we take other culture stuff and put it behind glass and say, look at it. Um, I think this is gonna. This is kind of an interesting comparison to put with like uh, Uncharted too, because we kind of forget that the Uncharted series, also a PlayStation game, is kind of kind of took over when uh, Tomb Raider had its little hiatus, and then you know Tomb Raider was rebooted later on, which we'll get to whenever we cover the reboot movie. But you know, there's talk right now, or I guess there's been images and stuff of the. The Uncharted movie that'll be coming out in the coming years, and um, so you know we got that to look forward to. I hope they do some <laughs> fucking puzzles in that. You know, that'd be interesting. Um, but like, I wonder, you know, both of these. I think I think it's interesting because like Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider games, at least the ones that I've played, and Uncharted games feel like they really are like Indiana Jones kind of shit. I mean, like with a little bit more like extra traversal, but it's like. You know, there's puzzles, there's all sorts of, like, cool stuff that's happening. But these movies, based on the games that are based on a movie series, just feel so hollow to me about, like, just how, 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 is it just too many, like, moves repeated, do you think? Like, with it, a game based off a movie, and then they're like, well, let's change course again. Like, couldn't, why can't it just follow its... That you know that that's what this podcast is about. We're trying to figure it out. Why? <laughs> Why? Why couldn't it work? Like it feels I like think, it's so close, and it's just meh. I think I know what happened to this to this movie, and Ben might be able to correct me, but I think because there is a lot of characters in the Tomb Raider series that are continuous, like they're in the other games. It's part of her backstory. She has a really rich and deep backstory. Um, and all their characters honestly do too. And I think that what they were trying to do, I think they, they said this is going to be one movie and then we're done. And we need to be able to not, like they didn't want to have to set up exploration of every character. So like just like the bare minimum, get the base done. The villain's going to die. We don't need him there. His minions don't care about him. So after he dies, they're gone. Like 
there is no anything after this. After this, it's, we're over. Um, that's what it felt like. It's like they didn't expect to need to make another movie. And so they were like, what's the, the very top layer of Tomb Raider? What's the very top layer of Tomb Raider, Laura Croft? Like, can we make this an easy movie and not have to worry about repercussions and storyline later? And I think that's why it cut short of what the series is really about. Mm. That that makes sense to me. I'm I'm really eager to get into the next one, the the sequel to this movie, just because it's been a long time since I've seen it, and I remember it being better, but I also remember it being worse. Like there's like where it was, I don't I, the things that were like okay about this one got better, but then the things that were dumb about it got even dumber. So I can't wait to explore that whole the whole next chapter again um because i i really like this kind of this genre of both film and game like the exploration adventure game action adventure it's really fun i feel like there aren't enough of them you know like i it, it really does feel like it's just tomb raider and uncharted i can't think of anything else that kind of like fits into that gap and you know, except for maybe I had that computer game when I was in fourth grade that was like the educational game that was like, solve these these math equations to help the mummy escape the pyramid. You know, that was kind of close, right? Uh, I don't know. It would just be really cool to have more of these adventure games that are like explorations of cultures that you don't see a lot. That's always really exciting. I'm, I can't even remember what are the places that she goes to in this movie. Like, I can't even, like, they were just so generic, in my opinion. I was just like, where where are we going? In this movie? Yeah. She went to Venice. Um, that's where the Illuminati was, I think, was Venice. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think she went to... She went to, Ka- she went to Cambodia, and then she went to Siberia. Yeah, I remember the dogs in Siberia, and then she was like being haunted by these kids telling her not yeah, to what the, go there. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Like, she has two ghost <laughs> kids, like, neg her, basically, and then disappear, and then it's just like, uh, what did that have to do with anything? <laughs> well, okay, so I want to I preface by saying that there is apparitions in the Tomb Raider games. She is confronted by apparitions more than once in the series. I, I, I want to, it needs to be that they were apparitions, or it's a no-go. Like, it... It needs to be, because there was a moment where the village was full. After she talked to the child, she looked up and they were all gone. That could just be uh, gatekeepers of that that artifact that were resonating to her because they knew that she was, like, the only one that was conflicting between going there. Uh, if that's not the case, then wrong. Absolutely. If it is apparitions, then fine. We can clear that. But it was still weird to yeah. see it happen. Well, and then they also made it to where those ghost kids had connections to those flowers so every time they disappeared there was like a little bundle of those flowers growing right and i was just like but what does it mean (laughs) is this are these dead kids like are we having dead kids talk to us about future clocks i don't know i don't (laughs) it would have been it would have been nice to get some i think that was another part of it too is i felt like there was no explanation for anything ever it was just kind of like this also, again, I keep saying, cl- I know that they call it a clock, the thing that she finds. 
Uh, it never looked like a clock to me. It looked like a compass. Like so, every time they're like the clock, we need the clock. I was like, what? The co- oh, the the compass. They, even <laughs> though it doesn't point anywhere, it also doesn't tell time. So I don't know why. It was just weird. Um, I guess just the way they always held it, it looked like a, a compass to me. So I I think they called it a clock because in the beginning it was held inside of a clock, and then the writers forgot to give it a new name, so they just kept calling it the clock. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. This is yeah. my theory. <laughs> Yeah, maybe or maybe she just deemed that to be the name. I mean, I had to give the benefit of the doubt, but they probably just forgot. Oh my god, yeah. that just all of that talk just made me think about every time that they looked through the fucking telescope at the alignment of the planets. <laughs> okay, nitpick hard on this one. Jesus Christ, could they not fucking make the alignment like two feet apart? <laughs> That was rough to look at. That was so so dumb. Like, I keep thinking, like, the cartoon Hercules did a better job at showing planet alignment than fucking (laughs) Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Rip. (laughs) Yeah, that was... (laughs) It even showed, like, the rings of... Uh, what, what is it? Saturn. Uranus? No, it wasn't even like Saturn. It was like it was one of the blue ones that's got like like a small ring circulation, and it was just like, and then like right next to it was like the next planet. It was just like, it looks like the ring is passing through that other planet. Like, oh my god, have a little faith in your audience that they can understand that when these like larger celestial bodies are in a line that they're planets and not like have to babify it for us and it's like look at these look at these really close planets also i'm i'm pretty sure that although all almost at all of us planets all all of the planets <laughs> orbit the sun they're not all like in an identical line like there's like very you know it's not like it's like their alignment would be a little bit like i don't know hard it's hard to describe but they're like the alignment wouldn't be so flat i guess they made it like super flat like you know it's just to the left of earth i don't know all right hard hard uh, hard nitpick over that just that just really irked me out of everything that was the worst yeah and it also bothered me like the cgi thing yeah i get it how do you feel about the the um, cgi guardians that she was fighting i thought they looked fine but yeah, I mean they're all right. I mean, I think they could have still got the job done with animatronics or even like maybe like kind of like people in suits that are CGI'd a little bit, you know, like maybe removing some parts. I think it would well, have been just as acceptable, but I kind of wanted to ask you about that because with the robot at the beginning, because if you notice, like the, with full shots, they did like the CGI, but then like they did a lot of close shots with like like practical robot arms and stuff like that and it seems like that the movie made a genuine attempt to whenever a character was interacting with one of those cgi characters they had a practical close-up prop to get that real like weight and feel to it like when the robot was grabbing her and throwing her around they would show the full body they would just show the arm throwing her around and i thought that they did like i i think that they attempted like to just give this a little bit more of that like real interconnected like i'm i'm kind of rambling a little bit no you get what i mean yeah yeah i i think you're you're right i think they did attempt i think they could have tried a little harder i mean 
mm-hmm. I think of like the original Terminator and like every close up of the T eight hundred is uh, animatronic. Even well, technically, even like whenever it's chasing them from behind, like it's a stop motion, so it's still you know real. It just yeah. isn't actually behind them chasing them. But you know, like that's maybe they just didn't want to put the effort into building. And I mean, I understand that'd be a shit ton of money, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a hun- over a hundred thousand dollars to build like that training robot, like even just like the upper torso of it. And I can't imagine yeah. how much it would be to, I mean, I guess you could reuse like, you know, make one or two of the statue things and do the same, but it sounds like a lot. It's probably way cheaper to just make animatronic arms and do close ups of them, like getting grabbed and punched and thrown and then CGI the, the full body. So it was, I mean, it wasn't, I, I think because it's supernatural, it's easier to just be like, it's whatever, what, you know, do what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the stuff that I like to have real is the stuff that's like, you know, supposed to be organic or supposed to be like real world, like, you know, as close to real worldly as possible. But if you can't, you know, like if, if it's just like not a, lo- a logical thing, then like, and you have to do it through CGI, then I guess that's what you got to do. So whatevs. Yeah. I mean, the movie, when we're comparing it, as we do, I honestly think uh, at its base level, it did a good job. You have her traveling to a bunch of locations with a di- bunch of ways of travel, um, boats, bikes, you know, cars, helicopters. I mean, that's what she's notoriously known for, traveling to these crazy places, which, you know, for a movie, you have to have the budget to go to those places, or you have to pretend and do CGI or that kind of thing, and I think that they did a good job, and you know, they had to use a little bit of CGI. And also, again, having to fighting mythical creatures, um, that included. Now, I kind of wish, because one of the Tomb Raider games, my mom's favorite, was Tomb Raider 3. And I don't remember how many places she actually goes to, but you're like, you're in a lot of places. You're in, like, London. You you go to Nevada. You go to Area 51. Like, there's a lot of places she can't break into. Like, she gets in Area 51 for, like, a hot minute. Um, there's, like, a cold, probably Antarctica, I don't know where it's at, but she's, like, she's doing things and possibly, with all these gear, she has no limit on her credit card um, moments. And I thought the movie did a good job of showing all those things. Yeah, I really liked, again, I said this at the beginning, but I really liked Angelina Jolie as Lara Croft. I think she did great. Um, I thought her energy was great, you know? She was, like, a badass and also a wise-ass, but whenever she was, like you know, a softer person, you could, you could see that, you know, like, whenever she was, like, hanging out with the kids and stuff, like, you could, you could get that kind of sense of, like, Lara Croft's soft side, uh, I liked it when she was snarky, um, (laughs) I, I I did like the scene when she goes to meet the old geezer at the, the auction house, and, like, he waves at her, and she waves, and the auctioneer thinks that she's buying a thing, and so it's, like, like 2.5 million pounds or something and she's like oh fuck i don't want that and then somebody else bids and she's like oh thank god (laughs) again i I said this when we watched it but i think it would have been a funnier bit if she would have like won the bid and then was just like "Eh, oh well what's two what's 2.5 million pounds to me you know exactly so i think that would have been a, a slightly better bit but it still worked it gave you that whole like mentality of like she's like 
you know that if she would have won, she would have been fine. She would have just been like, uh, well, I guess I own a armchair or whatever it was that was at the auction. So. It was a clock. Was it another clock? I don't know. I didn't pay attention. It was another clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the thing. I don't remember. So the old dude that uh, basically um, goes behind her back and tells M- Mr. Illuminati. That's what I'm going to call him because I can't remember his name either. Tells Mr. Illuminati that she's got the 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 clock. Does he kill himself, <laughs> or does he just say, <laughs> "I hope she forgives me," and then the movie never says anything else about him? Um, I don't know, but it's it is in every game that she's betrayed by somebody she knows. Basically, like that is something that happens all the time. Um, so I I just thought that was a weird loose end because like. So, like part of me is like he either kills himself or somebody kills him but if he does it, like if it doesn't then it just never goes back to him so it's like he betrays her and then she's just like whatever <laughs> she just, wouldn't kill him i don't think she'd kill him i don't think she i don't even think she knew that he did that like he just made a phone call that was it well, I mean, she she knew that he sent her to Mr. Illuminati and that he was scared. She walked in. She's like, oh, you're a lawyer. Oh, yeah, all right. Like, she didn't believe him for a second. And she knew when they were getting broken into who did it immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think that she would have been upset. I just think that she has a new guy that appraisals her clocks now. Especially <laughs> especially when um, she's like, shows him the pictures and he's like, oh, it's a shame you didn't bring the real thing. And it's like. Okay, like, yeah. even I would have been, like, and I'm not an expert Tomb Raider, would have not brought, like, a priceless artifact like that and just been like, here you go, I have it with me. Uh, it would have just been like, <laughs> yeah, here's a picture I took of it, like, what is it? So dumb. I liked that they pitted her against the other Tomb Raider, the, the like, less great. Daniel Craig? Yeah. <laughs> Who, like, I, I, I gotta say, could have been any other actor. Like, I think this is the first time I've ever seen Daniel Craig. I think he's got, like, 15 lines. He's also got the worst American accent I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they had him be American. That's super weird. Again, oh, this is the other weird part of it. They have an American playing a British person and a British person playing an American person. I don't know why people do this in movies. Just just have the people play themselves or something. I don't I mean, I know she's supposed to be British, but it's just like... As this, I think that they picked her for the role, regardless. And I think they filmed a lot of it up there, and they're like, we need a dude. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> also, the Mr. Illuminati, yeah. he's... Like the major bad guy, spoiler alert for the Resident Evil series too. So it it was funny to see him, um, in that and be like, oh shit, it's Mister Mister Resident Evil. Um, I don't remember his name in those movies either. Uh, also, if anybody, I I can't remember the actor's name because I, I don't care. But he was also in Game of Thrones. Um, he was the old dude that was simping for uh. The Khaleesi, so if that means anything to anybody. Dude, I've been rack, trying to rack my head around who that guy Like, I knew I recognized him. That makes so much more sense. Who? Yeah. Um, Jor- uh, Jorah. He plays Jorah. And um, Mr. Mister Illuminati plays Jorah, um, Daenerys' simp in um, Game of Thrones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. His name's uh, Ian uh, Glenn. 
Yeah. It's the I'm, actor's name. Sure it is. I really think that they based him off of Von Croy, but like, because he knew her dad and he, he's like, yeah, we worked together and all that. But like, I, <laughs> it, it wasn't malicious enough. It didn't seem like there was enough of a hatred between them to meet, to just sell it for me. It was like, oh, well, we're business partners now. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And it's Listen, like, it yeah. It didn't seem like there was any hatred. She was just like, yeah, this is expected. We're going against each other. We're going after the same thing. Of course she would try to shoot me and then we worked together. Like, there was no malice at all <laughs> between the two. No. And she's usually super, like, like not, I don't want to say nonchalant, but there is some bad stuff that happens to her. And she's like, well, this is the way it is now. So let's figure it out. Um, but, yeah, I mean... It, it, it felt weird because if he was like the Von Croy of this like series, this universe, he should have been more like, I'm going to kill you right now. Like, let's go. Um, that didn't happen. Well, not to give any legs to this movie, but I think it's because he knew that she was the only one that could actually do anything because everybody else was, you know, as useless as tits on a male boar. So he did hire that one guy. Yeah. Who, Almost killed them by trying to put it in the wrong hole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I also felt like I don't know, like I don't know the character of Lara Croft super well, but I feel like giving her the motivation to do it so then she could bring her dad back from the dead or whatever wouldn't actually work because I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, to me, it felt like. With everything Tomb Raider-esque, like, she would have learned over time that, like, shit happens, and you have to learn from it and move on from it, and that, like, using that stuff for, like, your your own selfish would just destroy your, you know, basically just destroy civilization. Like, that's kind of, like, it wouldn't be any different than what they're trying to use the power for. Whatever the power is. I still don't know what the triangle does. It was weird. They kept showing somebody ex- like holding it, and then the world explode, the town explode. And it was like, why would you want that? <laughs> why would you want them? I'm gonna hold this triangle. You know, it's funny. It, it, it had the same problem at the end of um, uh, Prince of Persia, where like they said, like the entire time, don't do this, or the world is going to. And then they do it, and then it's fine. Oh, and yeah. it's the same thing with this one. She was like, don't put the stuff together; it'll be bad. And then she does it. And she goes and talks to her father, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't see the stakes here. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it also really bothered me that she didn't just cap him. Like, when he was on the ground bleeding, she, she mm-hmm. in the game, she would have just capped him right there, be done. She wasn't going to yeah. fight him fist to fist, let's get this over with. No, she would have killed him and left. There was nothing about that that made sense to me. I mean, I get it. Like, you want to punch him, but no, she that's too dangerous. Like, just shoot him. You know what I mean? Did you guys see the new the Captain Marvel movie that came out a couple of years ago? Uh, with Brie Larson. Yeah. Okay, so that like I was kind of hoping something that happened at the end of that movie where he's like, "You need to fight me hand to hand combat. We need you need to prove yourself." And then she's fucking like super punches him once with her power. She's like, "Why would I do that? It's stupid." Like I was wanting that to happen at the end. I'm like, "Why are you trying to prove yourself to this dude that you've already stabbed?" Like, what are you doing? This make, this makes no sense. There's no reason for that. I was kind of hoping something like that would go, but, you know. Yeah. Right. I don't really know what I was hoping for the end of it. I guess I was just hoping for it to make sense, and I guess I was hoping too much, because <laughs> I was just, at the end, I was still kind of like, so what happened? 
<laughs> yeah, that ending gave me whiplash <laughs> because like we don't even see her fully escape and then she like rounds the corner of a tunnel and then it cuts immediately to her mansion <laughs> yeah right yeah which i cannot get over the mansion i'm still upset i'm sorry like i no. was crazy obsessed with it i think that's anyways, great i think i think that that's great to have that because i mean that means the movie did something right you know i think that that's important right. like while we are investigating these films and trying to figure out why they're good or bad, I think it's also important that we, I mean, we, we recognize where it has faults. And I think that's the easiest thing in, in almost anything is to find where it's shitty, right? But to find where, where these things actually kind of work is the fun part and what kind of, I guess, justifies it, you know? That's why we're like, we can watch this again, we can enjoy this, we can accept this as a stepping stone of hoping that the next film will be better is that there are parts that get things right. Um, and maybe when, you know, future filmmakers are making these video game based movies, they have their bingo cards out and they see where the, you know, where the right parts mix together and kind of decide, Oh, maybe we should formulate the proper um, script. You know, I don't know. It's because I think that's important. Um, I think that like the you're. I I agree with the sense of adventure. Uh, I think that they did a decent job. Like at least maybe not exploring every character, but every character has a personality. Whether we get to see it for one minute or four minutes or thirty minutes, we got you know, characters that weren't just one-sided. Um, right. I like the assistant. The, the Mr. Illuminati's assistant. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Okay, and that part was really confusing. Mr. Pims. And I, I remember that because he's like, <laughs> like a soft drink. And I'm like, what the fuck is a Mr. You mean Mr. Pib? So I don't know if that's like a, like a 9,000 IQ level joke where the dude's like just a dummy and is just like doesn't know Mr. Pib. Or if Mr. Pims is like a different kind of drink, or like maybe it was just like a licensing thing. I don't know. Like whatever it is, it befuddled me, and I was just like, I don't. What <laughs> does not compete? So I'm looking at it. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Mr. Pims right now, and you're not gonna like it. Uh-oh. But it is. It is a. It's a drink. Okay. It, what kind of drink? Like what kind of? What is it? It's a gin-based fruit cup. Um, you can also consider that liqueur, and it started in 1823, but it actually was um, pretty popular in 1997. Um, I'm sorry, a gin-based fruit cup? <laughs> so it's like a fruit salad, yeah. but instead of like whatever juice, like it's just gin? Yes. Right. I mean, I don't like gin, but that sounds interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't 100%. When I hear the word fruit cup, I think of like peaches and cherries and pears like in a plastic mm-hmm. cup with an aluminum lid and you have to tear it open. That's what I think of fruit cup. It's definitely in a bottle, but I, I can't guarantee that it was always in, like this. It, it might just be like this now, but you serve it with a ton of fruit. I think it would have been better than Mr. Pibb. <laughs> <laughs> they're english and he's like know? here's my brother dr pepper 
<laughs> and my cousin, Dr. Thunder. Oh, no. <laughs> and they're both mad at Dr. Pepper for being much more successful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Doctor Thunder tastes better though. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think the biggest upset in this in this movie for me, besides everything else, I didn't like that she didn't fight something like classic, like like there is the piranhas, you know, where is the there's a ton of tigers, um, in all the games, but th- there's a tiger, where's the panthers, where's the big animals that she has to get down and fight because those are considered like boss fights in the games, like it takes a second. I remember you uh, you made me laugh when we were watching it because you're like, why isn't she killing any animals? And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you consider her a big game hunter at this point. They just didn't, they just didn't care about animals. I don't see that's, and that's the thing too. Like maybe, okay, like I get the kind of cold open action start with her doing the training thing, but why couldn't it? Like, if we wanted, if we wanted piggyback off Indiana Jones or even James Bond, like the beginning cold open is always them finishing a mission right finishing the Mm -hmm. last adventure and then you know starting the next one and that's Mm -hmm. so if it would have done that you know like what if it really was like what if she's like in this jungle cave stealing this scroll and then like a big old scarred tiger comes out and she has to like fight it real quick and then it goes into like the the credits and stuff that would have been sick. And then, like, you still get the whole, like, mentality of, like, she's a Tomb Raider. And then, like, the next scene is, like, her, like, you know, entering her giant mansion. Like, I think it would still have the same beats. And you would still get the same, like, visual cues of this is who this character is. But may- I think that you're right. Like, even just, like, for fans of the series, like, seeing her stealing an artifact from a tomb and then fighting a tiger before she goes home to her giant mansion, that would immediately make the movie a 10 out of 10 for anybody within like the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And I want to argue and say, just for devil's advocate, I want to argue and say that she does a lot of classic uh, Tomb Raider moves and things in that first couple minutes. Cause you know, immediately she's already doing the gymnastics that are very popularized in the game because, you know, you can't always do that flip move that she does. She actually does it in that first sequence um, where she's kind of, like, rolling and flipping away from the robot. That is what I'm talking about. That is the classic set. She doesn't do it off a cliff. She can do it any time in the game, too, by the way. But that, that's, like, you see that. You see the double pistols, which is iconic for her, um, using the double pistols. Um, and then, obviously, just being in the Tomb Raider. It been, I think it would have been cool if she would have been fighting, like, in her mind, like, a uh, tiger or whatever, and it'd just be, like, a simulation, or she would hate, because CGI, but, like, they could have done it in her house anyways, but, you know, it just would have ta- taken some imagination, I think, but, yeah, it would have been better, personally, not playing devil's advocate for her to open up and assume that she's leaving, and a lot of the games do start like that. A lot of the games start with her leaving an exploding tomb, because she doesn't leave a lot of tombs intact, um, so... Well, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, you've done it, so why why would you make it, you know, just open for anybody to walk through? Like, that's dumb. Right, right. No, it's usually never her fault. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny, because I feel like that goes against her being an archaeologist, because I'm like, an archaeologist will not blow up a fucking tomb. 
She doesn't blow it up. It's usually never her fault. <laughs> I know, usually but like, I, like, you know what I mean, right? Like, it's like an archaeologist yeah, yeah, yeah. can go there with like the gloves and like don't touch anything unless I like you know. And then she's just like, oh, I'm gonna press that and it just blows up. You well, know? I, I also don't want to shatter your, <laughs> your your thoughts of uh, archaeologists, but most of them aren't going to be doing those kinds of like expeditions like that deeply either. Like they spend more time in labs and stuff than they do like out in the field like digging in tombs and whatnot. It's and there's a lot more paperwork involved <laughs> than, you know, hand, you know, does it's not as fun as the movies make it look. Well, I guess I gotta go change my major now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, they wanted to kill off the series way earlier on, um, and end it by killing Laura Croft. Um, they didn't do that. Obviously, but they did leave it open to where they could have not made another game. So if that leads to any explanation as to why, you know, it seems like there's a weird jump from Chronicles, which is like the one that didn't do super well, and like the last revelation is because she was gonna die. Um, so you know, maybe that maybe that was her, you know, her paying the price for breaking in all these places. Well, how much of that too has to do with devs, like the developers? Because if I'm not mistaken the franchise has gone through several different developers. Like, I'm pretty sure there was Eidos for a while, the same that did the original Hitman series. And then, um, it, it's currently in the grasp of Square Enix. Um, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, so I, I don't know, like, I think that there was a turning point in those early 2000 games where it, it before the reboots that it, it changed hands and it might've changed hands before the, the reboots or the, that the mid two thousand series when it, it kind of changed up a little bit because I know that <clears throat> from my own uh, quick research uh, it looks like there's like three eras of Tomb Raider and I think that's why it's it's kind of handy for us to have three different Tomb Raider movies to talk about because we can use those as each as a yeah. a uh, vaulting point for you know you hit you hit it right on the money like with it being a dev thing so like the first series it was made by core design and whenever the first game got successful then was it idios or edios or whatever um they were made them they just like went full steam ahead and they made them pump out a game every year and they quickly got tired of it and that's was like what ashley said they tried to kill her off because they were just done with it and then the studio got mad (laughs) and then i guess that game did do so well and then they eventually switched to uh, crystal dynamics that's what it is, Crystal Dynamics. I kind of get Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix confused, and I don't know why. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they Square Enix owns them now. Like they're the ones who did the new ones. Oh wait, so Crystal Crystal Dynamics is owned by Square Enix? No, no, no. It switched. Uh, yeah, no, so yeah, so uh, Square Enix acquired um, um, Ideos over the publishers. So the developers, the original one was Core Design, and then it went to Crystal Dynamics, and then. I, I knew that part because I knew that Square Enix owned the Hitman series for a while, and then during mm-hmm. the end of the Hitman, um, the Hitman reboot, um, the first one that came out before Hitman Two and the the newest one, they they let IOI take it, like you know they they kind of dropped them and they're like you can have it your on your own, and so you know um, Square Enix kind of let go of the grasp of Hitman, so I knew that. Square Enix owned Ideos, but I didn't know 
I don't know where Crystal Dynamic comes up into that because I know that that's confusing because I think that that was a separate dev that eventually got bought or something with Square Enix, and that that's where I was confused. Yeah, so um, yeah, so like you said, Eidos is own Square uh, Crystal Dynamics, and then they just let the Crystal Dynamics team continue to work on it with like the same people. They I think they eventually like lost that name, but it was the same people working on it. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Also, isn't Crystal Dynamics the one that's making that? Are they currently helping, or they are currently making or supporting? That's what I'm trying to say. They're supporting the Avengers game, the Marvel Avengers. Me, I. Uh, let me look. I don't know. <laughs> I have not played that game, so. Uh, neither have I, and neither shall I. <laughs> that game can kick rocks. They just, they just added this Marvel. You don't want to go throw some big old fists? Uh, technically, I think she's in there from day one, but, I mean, if anything, uh, from what I saw, they're adding Black Panther soon, which I think is what's going to bring people back, because apparently that game's been dying for the last few months. Yeah, you're right. They didn't Avengers. Well, do you know what year the next movie comes out? Came out. What? What year did the next Tomb Raider movie come out? Uh, and that's I think it was like 2003. Yeah. Uh, Cradle of Life. So, listen. I'm listening. There's three. Very, very good Tomb Raider games that we're gonna miss because they're not based. The new, the newest movie is based on the reboot, right? Yeah. There's three games that are lost with, within the movies, and they're the best games. It's Legend, Anniversary, and Underworld six, seven, and eight. Two thousand six, seven, eight. Those are single-handedly to me the best games in the series because that's they're. Gameplay-wise, you get quick-time events, you get better aiming, you get better weaponry, grappling. It's 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 not open-world, but it feels a little bit more like you can do whatever you want. Um, but also explores her background a whole lot more. Like, you actually see the angst. You actually see the castle, or her ca- I say castle, but her house burning to the ground. Um, you see her mom, her friend that was possessed by demons. Like, those are the best games. We're not going to get to talk about them, because there's not a movie based on them. I think it's because it's too intimidating. Because there's just so much important stuff that happens in these games that there's no way for you to be able to do it. Well, my um, my whole thought process is is the next film, Cradle Cradle of Life, inspired more so the visual and action packedness of the the games. Like I feel like it kind of like how the Resident Evil movie inspired some aspects of Resident Evil games forward, I feel like that movie has a big inspiration and tone for the, the future of those games. Because, like, they all came out after that, and so I think that people are seeing these two movies, and they're, like, they're feeling the energy, and they're like, this is what Tomb Raider is. And so then they're like, ah, yes, this is how we make the games. Like, this is... We, we form the games around the energy of the movies, and that's kind of that's my my thought process on it because I've never played it, but I've I've heard the same praise for that that trilogy or quadrilogy or whatever you said um, that it is the best of the franchise besides the the reboot. So yeah, I mean yeah, you're probably right. I'm excited to watch the next movie because I do want to see how it compares because I I mean I probably played those three games a million times. I mean, they're my favorite thing ever. So, 
my mom, she wanted, so the Underworld game, which I know we're going to talk about this later, but the Underworld game, you know, it came out on uh, the, the Wii also. And I don't know if you know anything about the Wii, but it is incredibly hard to play um, games that are, you know, typically made for PlayStation on. Like, you really would have rather had, maybe just us, because we played so long on PlayStation, but it seemed, like, crazy hard on the Wii. That's what I had it on at first. That's the first two playthroughs were on the Wii, and um, do not recommend that at all. Uh, well, no, no problem there. I don't really like anything about the Nintendo Wii, so... Won't, uh, uh, that's something we need to hash out at the time, probably. I don't. I don't think it's been... that hard of a hard of a thought or of a take to be like we. It was revolutionary. I think it's definitely someone. I mean, I think you were aged out of it. Like it was definitely more towards kids. Oh, because like I love the Wii. <laughs> Me too. You're all gonna play a game and I 100% said that to make you feel old, Jordan. I mean, you guys do that quite a bit. <laughs> pretty, you're pretty successful at it. Um, every time I'm like, I'm not that much older than them, and then something's said, I'm just like, no, fuck. I am. <laughs> I'm old. You're not old, it's okay. Uh, yeah. So if you had just watched the movie, would you have played the games? Um, maybe back then, sure. Uh, I feel like current in our current time, it's hard to go back and play older games because of just how clunky um, games from back then usually are. You know, it's it's a lot harder to go back and play stuff. Um, I I would really have to be inspired to, um, you know, like I don't know, because I was just thinking like playing the old Resident Evils, like, you don't really, unless they remake them, you don't really get that whole, uh, even though they're, like, tank controls and goofy, there still was this, like, original charm to them, and I think that Tomb Raider still has that, but, I don't know, maybe, maybe if I was, I just really have to be compelled I re- but I will say, I mean, and we'll talk about this in the future, but I really do like, I've, I've played two of the three reboots, and I've enjoyed the hell out of them, so, I mean, it's not that it's not great, it's just, like, of a, of a concept, it's just old, and I don't know if I'm interested in going back at all. Yeah. yeah. You know, only go forward, you know, don't look back, only go forward. Oof. YOLO. Uh, what's, what's things that people say nowadays? I don't know. Bussin? Lesson? <laughs> Bussin? Jesus. <laughs> Bus fare. Uh, you know, I was, I was gonna say, I think this game could really use a remaster. I think that would do it some good. I think it would. You it mean would like money. the whole series? Like, well, maybe really, like, like maybe just like like do like the best of like get some of the best games in like the older series and remake or re- remaster because we got to remember that those two words mean two. Because they already remastered uh, it'd be a, anniversary. It'd be it would be a remaster then of the first one. Okay, just no, the first one. Well, okay, so that so yeah. that like, do you think that the Resident Evil remasters are a remake or a remaster? Those Jordan? are remakes. Okay, uh, remake is like. Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Final Fantasy 7, they're completely new rebuilds. Even um, 
the Shadow of the Colossus that came out a few years ago, like, that was mm-hmm. built from the ground up as a new game. Like, it's not, even though it plays the same and it has, you know, everything is similar about it, it is built from the ground up as a completely original game. A remaster is taking a game, code and everything, and just giving it a fresh, you know, coat of paint, a, a facelift, tightening the controls. Um, you know, it's not, it's, it's more of a visual and um, quality of life additions more than, like, there's no, there's no, like, re, re, um, creation within it you know i've been like i've been playing final fantasy 10 remaster lately and like it's the ps2 game but with higher res graphics and the controls are a little bit tighter and it adds the dlc and stuff that's that's what a remaster is but remake completely ground up brand new game with similar story and So, yeah, so if sure. we're going to break down the numbers, so, like, how do you think this, this compares? Both Ben and you, Jordan. Well, how do you think this, movie? if this is a movie, um, a video game based, or movie based on a video game, woof, how does it compare 1 out of 10? First, hold on. Have we, have we done ratings before? Because I was just thinking about this the other day. I think we need to start rating stuff. Because. I always ask you. Yeah, we've done okay. a couple. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure that we start, like, putting that somewhere because i'm i don't remember ever and um also mine change constantly because i am a liquid person and i just uh <laughs> <laughs> we're all liquid people on the inside yeah. I, I constantly uh reevaluate my opinion um usually poorly but um i think 7.5 as a film, I think it's all right. You know, it's, okay. it's entertaining. It, it hits all the beats, whether um, correctly or not. Like, it, you know, it's a little bit of quote-unquote puzzles, a little bit of action, a little bit of lore, a little bit of character. It's got, you know, enough of everything that it has a Tomb Raider soul. Okay. I think I give this one. Uh, I'd say like a six, six and a half. You know, I think it kind of hits on the beast, but to me, I feel like the movie took like the marketing of the older games, which like the marketing of those games were like heavily pushed up for sex appeal. Which in hindsight is funny because she was just like polygons at the time. But I felt like that's what this movie did, where like it, you don't get as many puzzles, you don't get as much like action, you don't get much. But like there are so many shots of her in like the tightest top I have ever seen in my life, and like <laughs> zooms in slowly on her, and then like it like there's like it, they there is so much sex in this movie, which is what the marketing for that was. So I felt like that's what they were going for with it, which you know whether or not that's a part of the series you know you can argue about that because there's some people that said that that is a part of it but um to me i felt like that was more the people who marketed the game versus who made the game and so that's why i think it just kind of falls a little bit flat because there's no genuine like like you like we've talked about like there's no 
like there's one puzzle in the entire movie and it's not even that good of a puzzle like it, it, she just kind of happened to put it in a different spot like that's that's it so but it was still enjoyable i liked watching the movie for sure like it's it, like i definitely did had a good time with it so what about you ashley uh, I want to give it a seven, and I'm gonna tell you why. I, I mean, I cannot say this enough. I was blown away by the house. I really, I was super happy that they kept it pretty much the exact same because to me that was a big part of the series. Um, and then like the basically her her support characters, um, it's actually Zip, who was an African American guy, um, in the games, which is just a white British guy, in the um, movies. That's at least she has like the same two support systems. Um, I like that because you got to see kind of the cool characters come to life. I thought the explanation was cool, but it, it falls short to me with story, and it falls short to me. It doesn't feel like it was catered to people that actually cared about it, um, which I think Ben already said. But I just felt like it was missing some of the good stuff. And it, disappointing wise, like the first puzzle was technically the clock, and she did find the clock when she wanted to open it. She just started hitting it with a hammer. Um, <laughs> So, there's some problems. And I, I did, like, miss some of the, the, the like, iconic fights that she does get into. Um, but I think that they looked at it from a distance, and they made what they saw for a movie, and that's what we got, and that's fine. I mean, for movie-wise, that's why we do this podcast, so. Yeah, so, I think... I think we've yet to find something that has really blown us all away, you know, but I think so far we've also, you know, we've explored, you know, different, different genres and different game titles and ones that, you know, like I really like the Mortal Kombat movie, even though it's not perfect, it's, it's got like pretty good elements. I almost said flawless, which is funny because then it was like flawless victory. Um, But, you know, and so I, I feel like this, even though I'm, I, from what you're saying, like, it's all it, it does an all right job, but like you know, if it could just be just a little bit better, then like maybe it could be like you know a movie that you cherish a lot more, and mm-hmm. so I feel like out of how what is this? Is this our fifth one? Our fifth film? This is like something six. Yeah, something like that. Um, it feels like maybe at least for from my perspective there's only been one that's like you know succeeds into being a decent adaptation of a movie or of a game so i guess we're still i mean still in the search looking for that yeah i i think that like because this is like the fifth one we've talked about i think we're getting the crux of like what does the movie need to do to truly represent the game? And I think that means different things to different people. And I think that it's really hard to to hit the hit the nail on that one. Like it's it like you're never gonna please anyone to begin with because that's just the way it works. But I just think there are so many variables that goes into making a game great versus storytelling, characters, gameplay, which is something that like as a medium, like movies don't have to deal with. It's a completely different thing. So how do you incorporate the feel of gameplay into a movie? So, you know, like, like these adaptions are already, like, trying to tackle something like this with, like, a hand of time behind their back, you know? So it's 
it's interesting to see how they come up with it and how they get to that. Like you said, with this movie, like the first action sequence, like she's doing the iconic clips from the games that people know and love. And I think that stuff like that is a decent way to kind of bridge that gap. Yeah. And I, I Earlier I didn't get to mention this, but when you're talking about sex appeal, I honestly, because Jordan kind of brought this to my attention, that you know they could have taken it from the movie itself with Angelina Jolie, because, I mean, she's hot. Um, yeah, she didn't really have any of the skimpy outfits in the game until later. The three that I'm talking about that I really like, you can get skins for her, basically, by completing certain challenges. And she has one in, like, a really tight bathing suit. <laughs> and that is, like not normal in the games earlier than that you know what i mean like but mm-hmm. it it is a totally a thing later on i i, I honestly feel like that kind of like what i was saying that the games and the movies kind of escalated themselves because like <clears throat> i think that because of her model her character model in the original games when it was super polygonal and she had like you know the pointy pyramid tits like that's what like people were like it was very noticeable it was just like damn those things are sharp and so like that was very no and then like that carried over to being like you know a well-endowed woman boobs and then like that went to this movie and they're like we have to like make sure that she's got like you know we know that laura croft is like a is a lady shooting a gun so we got to have tight tops and big boobs so that way we know it's happening. Honestly. And then, like, that transitions to the games. And then it feels like that's, you know, what you see on the cover. And that's as far as I've gotten in those any of those games. It's just, like, covers until the reboot. And it's just, like, all right, here's, like, normal human proportions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the movie, and then the new reboot movie was, like, yes, here is normal woman proportions. Like, it doesn't matter smartly so i might add like could you imagine if they tried to do the same thing (laughs) with that reboot yeah it would oh my i mean it would be well it would it would be duke nukem wouldn't it it would just be like decades old like really i don't know broken misogyny that you're just like wow we're doing this again like have we not decided to abandon this thought process all right Whatever. Uh, I want to say that if we're doing an official boob ratio count, um, it I one of the first things I thought of, not like the very first, but like she was flat tested in the movie comparative to actual Laura Croft. Um, she actually, when they casted her, she got some backlash because people were like, she doesn't have the right shape. <laughs> like there, there was yeah. a, like a, there was a notable percentage enough for it to be like put into this article where like people were like, no, she doesn't have, she doesn't, they're not big enough. God, like, Come on. Yeah, her boobs were not big enough. Unfortunately, I know that's awful Gamers to say, but if you're going by character yeah. design and we're basing it off of that, I mean, her boobs were not big enough, and. You can get away with it now because, like you said, it's, like, survivalist uh, in the newer ones. And she is, like, quote-unquote normal size. Those girls with big boobs. Like, that size well, proportion is not I, I normal. Didn't, like, I didn't not, mean not normal boob size. I meant, like, normal proportion. Like, it's not, like, Barbie proportions where it's just, like, perfect hourglass, like, you know. Right. right. Like, I mean, like, normal human. Like, this is a, just a shape of a person that you, you would just see walking around. Not just a video game right. appealing to the male gaze. And it's 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 
so stupid to hear that because it's the same shit two years ago when Mortal Kombat 11 came out and they're all the women in Mortal Kombat 11 are different shapes and sizes and people were shitting their pants that Katana didn't have giant boobs like she did in the other games and it was just like if your concern about a character's breast size is more important to you than anything else about that character maybe you have a problem because you don't actually care about that character. Like, Katana has, like, a thought process of being, like, a princess and, and you know, having a relationship and a friendship. Like, it's not just about the size of her tits. And it's the same thing with Tomb Raider. Like, I'm sure there are times where, like, old games, Laura Croft was like, man, I wish I could fit in this hole underwater a lot easier without having to, like... <laughs> you know, squish my boot, like, it would be so much easier to breathe, like, oh, man, it's so weird that there's like, oh, she don't have good enough boobs, I get to make that choice, fucking weird, man, so weird. Her character design, she was developed that way, I mean, and if you want to stick with how it was meant to be, and, you're, and then that movie came out right when the games were getting really big, I think that people are, and it's, it's like, it sucks, but, like, there's one of the things I noticed is that her boobs were not the same size, and that's okay. I mean, she's a real person. I, yeah. I think that I think that even like the old like the 1996 Laura Croft, like I feel like her proportions in that game were just purely so then it's you're aware that you're playing a female character because it's just like I was just about to say the same thing. Like, yeah. Taped together, like having the the massive triangle rack is just like see these are boobs. Right? Like, male characters <laughs> are just squares while females are triangles. So it's like, I don't know. It's so weird that that became like a thing where it's just like. And I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're saying about Angelina Jolie. I always, like, from my perspective, I was like, those are pretty, pretty large. She's doing a lot of work in all of That's that. That's what I was like, thinking. Uh, like, 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 what do you mean not big enough? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? I. And I'm assuming I don't know about y'all, but with, with with all of those gymnastic moves and stuff, I gotta imagine like just the amount of relaxation downtime she's got to do, you know, in between those those missions because like doing all those backflips has got to be killer with that top heavy like just <laughs> momentum and like the shift. Oh man, that's got to just be murder on your spine. Well, if you're talking like. If we're getting really real with this right now, gymnasts, women, you stunt, like, men stunt their growth doing gymnastics, but women don't actually, um, like, ministry. They don't reach puberty until they're almost, like, 20 because of the way it affects your body. Um, so, usually women that do gymnastics don't hit puberty until they're, like, 18, 19, 20. Um, and so, she would actually be a lot smaller. She wouldn't be the size she is. Um. So. You know, this also has me thinking about um, when Last of Us Part Two came out and everybody was shitting their pants over. I don't remember the character, but the one of the characters is like a, a very buff and strong female character. And they're just like, why do you have this strong lady in here? And it's like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Have you never seen a woman with muscles before? Like, <laughs> you ever seen? You want to see crazy... You got to look at female bodybuilders. Like, that shit is insane. Like, seeing a female bodybuilder and just being like... She could just very easily just 
pinch my face and I just would tear apart. It's so scary. I don't know. It just made me think of that. So scary. <laughs> yeah. She would, technically, with what she can do her ability-wise, like, she should be different, but that's not how it is, so. Maybe in the future. Maybe maybe now that we're finally starting to have all of this body acceptance, we can finally have the true Laura Croft, just a female bodybuilder, gymnast, no, no. with, um, you know, metal bending abilities, just taking cars in half and tearing them and then robbing kids. Please no. I think she's cool the way she I like her. Like even though I'm full body positivity as a thick woman, like I understand, but I also really like her character design. I think that she's like takes a lot in her femininity and like is able to control like all that and also be badass and I like that about her and I don't want them to make, make her super scary. scary. Yeah, she's but. like James Bond. Yeah, she she uses her sex appeal as Another another way of getting what she needs done. I get it. Sure. She's got this crazy, like, um, there's a part where she's actually, like, a fancy, I don't know what's, I don't know where, uh, what it's from exactly, but there's a part where she has a dress, dress, like, fancier, and she's got a dress, but the slits on both sides of the dress are, like, way high thigh. Like, basically, the panty line, um, and that's the outfit you play in a lot. And <laughs> so, there's that. Now you're starting to make um, me want to play the game series. I want to kill myself. Oh, it's in this. It's in <laughs> this right. right now. I just got to say one last thing. Uh, the name of this uh, this movie has inspired the MTV uh, reality show Room Raiders that I watched a ton of when I was in middle school. And that's that. So that will wrap up today. It's all the time we got talking about Tomb Raider, talking about Lara Croft. It's been fun. It's been real. If you have any questions comments concerns or you just want to stay up to date with what we are doing each and every episode hit us up on our social medias twitter at fmv pod and instagram at fmv podcast underscore yes and once again our audio and music was engineered by our very own tyler lurch uh, may he rest in peace <laughs> and then make sure you join us next episode where we get lost in a foggy haunted town of silent hill i can't wait i love silent hill so much all right guys thank you so much goodbye goodbye